Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome back to Believe in FSU Football. This is your host, Robbie Vagnardi. As always, today's special edition of Believe in FSU Football is the Clemson Hate Week podcast. I do not like Clemson. I don't like the color orange in general. Like, that's the one thing Miami, UF, and Clemson all share in in common. And they all use really ugly, gaudy oranges. So, yeah, I don't like the color orange. I don't like Clemson. I don't like those other two schools that I just mentioned either. But Clemson's a focus this week. And I don't like them. So it's Clemson Hate Week. This is the Clemson preview. Obviously, FSU coming off of three wins in a row. Big for the Knowles. Plenty of momentum. Things are finally rolling down in Tallahassee. And they're about to roll right into Clemson, South Carolina. As the Knowles go to Death Valley to take on the struggling Tigers at 3.30 on Saturday. The day before Halloween, so you know things will be spooky. And that game will be on ESPN. Clemson currently favored by 9.5. The over-under is 47. Might be a stretch to even get there. Um, Clemson's been really good on defense this year. Not so much on offense. But that defense is elite, borderline elite. They're still pretty solid, so that's definitely going to be a tough task for the Knowles. But Clemson, 4-3 and three on the year. Definitely a down year for them. Not what we've gotten used to the last few years of Clemson, the you know Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence years. They thought that DJ was going to be that guy. And I don't know if it's solely his fault or just a culmination of a lot of things in that program and on that team, but he hasn't really worked out as the guy that they thought he was going to be this year. Obviously, Clemson dealing with somewhat of a quarterback controversy that started last week during the pit game. I'll get to that later. But yeah, Clemson coming off of that 27-17 to 17 loss to Pitt. Pitt's a pretty good team other than their like aberration loss to Western Michigan, or at least it looks like an aberration. Other than that, Pitt's been pretty solid. Kenny Pickett's been really good. I think he should be a Heisman finalist. But regardless of those things, Clemson's struggling a little bit. They've won two of their last three. Um, they beat Boston College 19-13, to 13, and they beat Syracuse, like, what, 17-14? to 14? So not putting up a ton of points, not blowing people out, like I said, not the Clemson that we've kind of been accustomed to. Um, the most points that Clemson's given up on the year, though, is 27. They gave up 27 NC State in overtime and a 27-21 loss. That was their second of the year. And then they also gave up 27 to Pitt last week in the aforementioned 27-17 loss to Pitt. Um, but like I said, Clemson's defense has still been really good, borderline elite. They held Georgia to like three points on offense, and we've seen how good Georgia's been the rest of the year. They really hit their stride after that game, um, and Georgia's only touchdown of the game was a pick six. But like I said, we've Clemson and Georgia going different directions since that game. Um, Clemson averages 321 yards per game, 20 points per game, but they only give up 14.6. I think two to three touchdowns could put this game in the bag for FSU. Um, That's probably going to be a relatively tough ask, though. Our offense has been better in recent weeks, and we definitely present some different looks and a lot of athletes to contain in space. 
But like I said, this is a good Clemson defense. They're very athletic. They fly to the football and make stuff happen. They have a good pass rush. We're going to have to play well at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball if we want to stay in this game. Um, Clemson is probably the more quote-unquote talented team. But FSU definitely has enough talent and I really think enough momentum to hold its own. In addition to the numbers I just gave, Clemson averages 176 pass yards a game and 145 in run yards. So not an overwhelming offensive attack. They don't do a ton there. Um, They give up only 336 yards per game on average, 216 pass and 120 rush. So relatively good run defense. Only giving up 120 yards a game. Um, Rushing in college football is really not bad. You know, college football still, I think, a mostly run predicated offenses. You know, you see a lot more athletic quarterbacks, um, RPOs, read options, etc. So we a lot more running yards in college football than you see in the NFL. Like I said, not the not the Clemson team with, that we've come to be accustomed to over the last few years. But like I said, still very talented. I know there's been a lot of excitement for this game from FSU side given how we played lately and how Clemson has struggled down the stretch but there's a reason that Clemson is still favored by almost two scores they're a good football team this is not going to be an easy game for us if we do win it I think that we very well can but it's going to be hard fought it's going to be a dogfight all throughout We're going to have to show up to play. We're going to have to show up with energy, consistency from the first whistle to the last. That's something that we're going to have to do if we want to stay in this game and give ourselves a chance to win it. Now, we've done a relatively good job recently of being disciplined, holding on to the football, not committing penalties, just, you know, the small things that make good football teams. And it's been a night and day difference in the three game win streak versus the four-game losing streak. But nonetheless, you know, harp on it every week because those types of small, seemingly incremental, fundamentalist things are what allows you to become a consistently good, consistently successful football team, football program, and it's a big cultural thing as well. Fisty is going to have to score some, but probably not a ton to win this game. But... We know how college football goes. We know how football goes in general. Everybody thinks it's going to be a low-scoring dogfight, and it could be a track meet. You know, you never know. Clemson might start their back up, and maybe it's just a, a world beater, and, you know, the gates break open early on. You never, you really never know how it's going to go, especially in college football. Everything's, you know, you can try to predict things and say it's going to be this, that, and the other, but I could be completely wrong, and we could see it you know, 45 to 42 overtime thriller. I wouldn't say that, that wouldn't surprise me, but I don't think it'd be the most shocking thing to see. Just college football's like that. Um, FSU's just got to capitalize on the momentum that they have now, especially because Clemson is struggling. They've not been great this year. The wins that they have are relatively close wins. And we've seen FSU, you know, close win over Syracuse team. Then a relatively comfortable win over UNC. I think the final score is probably a little more misleading, 35-25, than the game actually felt watching it all throughout. Then obviously we have bye week to rest up, get healthy. I think that's 
just as big as anything else. And then we go out, we roll over UMass in a homecoming victory. Everything kind of seems to be headed in the right trajectory for FSU, and that's big. Not so much for Clemson. And then also there's, you know, the off-the-field implications that this game has. Us, we're going to have to fight Clemson for recruits. That's, you know, an inescapable reality of recruiting in the ACC and recruiting in the Southeast in general. We're going to have to fight Clemson for recruits. So showing that we as a program are where they are or even ahead of where they are right now, while they're going down and we're going up, is going to be huge for the off the field and the recruiting implications for this team. The types of players that we can attract or even just to get to give us and our staff a listen you know, games like this are big in that realm. You know, high school kids pay attention to this stuff. Football fans pay attention to this stuff. It matters. The optics of your program very much matter. Going into Clemson, winning a fourth straight game against Clemson at Clemson on ESPN in a kind of a primetime slot at 3.30, those are really good optics for FSU football. That's something that could really help FSU push kind of over the hump of, hey, we may not be back, but we're getting really close. You know, we're we're more than just, oh, it looks like they're headed. No, we are headed in the right direction. We are definitively on the up and up. That's a big thing, a big image to convey to college football, you know, the landscape as a whole and especially to recruits because, you know, and in the transfer portal as well. You know, other college football players see that stuff. And the transfer portals become such a huge part of college football and of our, you know, FSU's roster, the amount of transfers that we have. So guys see that stuff. They take notice of it. And, you know, it, those things galvanize a fan base as well. We've, I've, everybody's seen, all the FSU fans have seen how quickly this fan base and about face once we started winning games. Those things, are seen by everybody, you know, players are on Twitter, recruits are on Twitter, coaches are on Twitter, and college football recruiting pretty much happens on Twitter. So when you see these fan sentiments and the things that they say on social media, on Twitter, etc., people take notice of that and it feeds into the reception of the program and, and how FSU is viewed. But regardless of all the off the field things and those implications, the game itself we have to capitalize on the momentum that we have and the lack thereof for Clemson. Clemson does not want to lose to us. And I think maybe the best thing for FSU is if we can catch Clemson off guard, if they don't take us as seriously as they should. I don't don't know that they necessarily will. But I think it's always a possibility. You know, we started off the year 0-4. We have a loss to Jacksonville State on our schedule. We're coming off of a win over a paltry UMass opponent. There was the whole... COVID debacle thing last year in Tallahassee and Clemson claiming we didn't want to play them, but that really wasn't the case, but not going to dive too much into that. You know, it's done. It's over with no need to, to beat a dead horse, but you know, worth a mention for, for the occasion. I think mention Clemson's quote unquote quarterback controversy for this game, uh, DJ and Tyson. I said on the last podcast, I'm not going to try to mess with the last names. I didn't bother to go and look at the correct phonetic pronunciations, uh, mostly because I just forgot. 
but we're just going to roll with him at DJ and Tyson. Uh, Dabo Sweeney said is pretty much, you know, an open open competition for that starting QB job. I think it might be better if, if Tyson gets the start just because DJ's been in there all year. But then again, maybe better if DJ gets the start because we've seen kind of what he is on this team. So it is what it is. I think they're relatively similar quarterbacks, to be honest with you. And I think the biggest thing, FSU's going to prepare for both of them since Clemson hasn't announced a quarterback. And I don't know if it's so much of that they legit have a controversy or if it's, you know, just a little bit of gamesmanship by Dabo, which, you know, you get. I respect that. Norvell's done it with Milton and Travis. It is what it is. That stuff doesn't bother me. Shouldn't bother you. Um, It's just, you know, little ticky-tack football gamesmanship things. That's, That's how the sport goes. It is what it is, especially with quarterback controversies. But we, we kind of know what DJ is. We've seen him. Not quite the guy that everybody expected him to be. I think he is still a very, very talented player. Personally, I think he was a little bit overrated coming out. He's definitely got a lot of really good physical tools. He's got that big arm. Regardless of all that, FSU needs to prepare for both of them, and they need to show up to play regardless of who's taking snaps under center for Clemson. I do expect it to be DJ just because he's been the starter all year. Um, sometimes guys just need to get benched to, to light a fire under them. So it is what it is. I expect Dabo to roll with DJ. I expect that to be the guy for the game. Wouldn't be surprised if we see both quarterbacks at some point or another. Wouldn't be surprised if either one of them starts realistically. Like I said, just prepare for both. As far as what FSU actually needs to do to win the football game, like I talked about already, mentioned briefly, capitalize on the momentum that we have currently. Three-game win streak, bye week kind of in the middle of that. Jordan Travis has to play well. I think we need to get him going early. I think the UNC game is probably going to be more of the blueprint for this than UMass will. Obviously, we ran the ball really well against UMass, but there was no reason not to run the ball well against UMass. You know, they were not a good team run the ball down their throats until they can stop it. Whereas Clemson, we're going to have to be a little more creative. I think it's important that we get Jordan in a rhythm early. That stuff definitely matters. Give him easy throws, give him easy reads, allow him to create and do what he does well just to get him comfortable early in the game. Clemson's going to be physical. They're going to try to hit him. They're going to come after him. Use that aggressiveness to our advantage. Swing passes and and little tight end or running back out routes, try to catch Clemson maybe coming in a blitz. They might try to use someone to spy Jordan because he's a good runner. So take advantage of that extra defender being allocated to someone else in the backfield. I don't expect us to dominate the line of scrimmage. So I think to say that's probably a little amiss, but we definitely need to hold our own at the very least. We have to play well at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football if we want a chance to win this game. That is a fact. We are going to have to run the football in order to win this game, and we cannot run the football effectively if we don't play well in the line of scrimmage. Point blank. I think we've been way better this year on offensive line than we have the past three, four, five years. It's really been that long. We've got more continuity. Obviously, losing Devontae Love-Taylor a few weeks ago hurt, but we've had roughly the same five starters for a little bit. Washington, Gibbons, Smith, 
Babyon Johnson, and then Robert Scott. So that continuity helps on the offensive line. The defense is going to have to show up. Obviously, I talked about defensive line holding their own line of scrimmage. We just we need to go with what our identity is and what we've done well on the on the past few games. Run the ball, stop the run, rush the passer. That's the recipe for Florida State to win football games with the roster as currently constructed. We have to do those three things, and we have to do them at a very high level if we want to beat Clemson. Like I said, not the Clemson team that we've come accustomed to the last few years, but still a very good, a very talented team. This is not going to be an easy win for us. Just straight up. You can expect whatever you want, think whatever you want. We're going to have to come out and play hard to win this game. Clemson is struggling, but they are still a very good team. I know I've probably said it three or four times now, but I want to make sure that that message gets across because I, you know, I see the way that people are starting to to talk and, and perceive this game going into it on social media. If you're an FSU fan, do not get your hopes up. Straight up, don't get your hopes up because you're probably going to set yourself up to be let down. I think that this is a game that we can very much win. You know, we've been disciplined the past few weeks, and I think we have to continue to do that. We cannot turn the ball over. We cannot give Clemson extra possessions. That's a big one. We cannot give them penalty yardage. Their offense struggles enough as is. Our offense is going to be playing an elite defense. Clemson's defense doesn't need any help. Clemson's offense doesn't need any help. We've done a good job being disciplined, and I have confidence that we will continue to be so, but those two things are huge. Hold on to the ball. And don't commit costly penalties. Clemson probably has, like I said, the more quote-unquote talented team. But we can win this game. It's not going to be easy. Expect a dogfight. Seriously, don't expect FSU to walk into Death Valley and, and go all 2013 Jameis Winston scorched earth on them. Probably not happening. If it does, that'd be awesome. I'd lose my mind. You're going to hear me come on here next week and say Florida State's the best team in the history of the world, even at 4-4. Four and four, I don't care, but I don't expect that to happen. I expect it to be close. I expect it to be relatively low scoring. If I was a betting man, I'd take the under, and I would probably take FSU to cover the 9.5. Said the same points that I've harped on. Just be ready for maybe a boring game, but maybe a little bit of a, like an emotional roller coaster of a game. I expect it to probably be up and down and back and forth. Clemson's fighting to fall you know, they don't want to fall to 500. FSU's fighting to get back to 500 and and really put themselves in a good position to make a bowl game. So there's definitely things on the line for both teams, but I think FSU probably has more to play for. Clemson maybe might be a little more apathetic just because of the way their season's gone and injuries and just, you know, kind of a weird year for their program this year. Whereas FSU's on the upswing, we've got a lot of energy, but we've got to come out early, be aggressive, be physical, play with energy, and do it the whole time. Because if we don't come out with that mentality, that intensity, right from the gate, then you know Clemson's a talented football team. They know how to win games. We don't need to be behind the eight ball. That's not going to be a winning recipe for us. Just you know, temper expectations. I think that's kind of what I wanted to do with some of my rhetoric about how this game might go and speaking to some of the confidence accrued by FSU fans on social media and and throughout college football, just temper your expectations. 
Like I said, expect this game to be physical, expect it to be low scoring, expect it to be what a lot of other Clemson games have been this year. I I think we're probably going to see more of a Clemson brand game from what Clemson's played this year than we're going to see whatever FSU's brand of football is. Nonetheless, I'm optimistic. I think that this is a winnable game. I really think that we can this win this game. It might be a, you know, a 14 to 17 or a 13 to 10. Don't care if we get out of there with a win, a win is a win, a win is a win is a win is a win. A win is a win. Don't care how it happens. Ugly wins are still wins, losses are still losses. But like I said, keys of the game do what we do well. Stick to our formula, stick to our identity, continue to be disciplined. That's it's really what it's all about. I don't like Clemson. I don't want to see him win this game. I love beating Clemson, especially when we get to do it at Clemson. It'd be great for us to get back to to 500. Talked about on the last podcast that I think every game that we have left on the schedule is winnable. And this game is obviously included in that. But, you know, it just, it'd be great to show that us and Clemson are going in diverging directions and we're the ones on the upswing. That would be really nice to kind of showcase to the whole football, the whole sports world being smack in the middle, 330 on ESPN Saturday. I hate Clemson. I don't like the color orange. It's not even the real Death Valley. LSU, to be honest. Running down and touching the rocks is a stupid tradition. Osceola planting the spear is way, way better. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all my thoughts on Clemson. I don't like them that much. That's pretty much it. As always, you know what it is. Peace out. Go Knowles. Let's go kick some tiger butt. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.